I don't know. I don't know how things work in space, Scott. You don't know how you don't know how fictitious creatures reproduce. I have no idea. No idea. Maybe they. It's grounded in reality, though. Probably, they probably don't come out the horns or something like a band. You cut you cut off a horn. This is how it works. You cut off a bantha horn. You bury it in the sand. And a bantha grows out. And of a bantha grows out of it. What if it was not what if unlike that was a away? peanut? I like that. That's fine. I like that too. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland. In Anaheim, the happiest Pacanti on Earth. Hey everyone, welcome to Bob Says and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things that Disney Company owns that we love. On this episode, we're talking about two main things. Disneyland's recently announced expansion plans, what it is, what it shouldn't be, and what it should be. And we're taking a look back at the past year of Bob Says and Banthas, a retrospective about what we liked what we loved, and where we're headed. My name is Scott Storm, and with me, as always, my brother on the mic, a man who will always greet you with a hearty congaloosh, even though he doesn't know what it means, absolute Aaron Robbins. That's true. No, I do. That's, uh, that's the shampoo I use. I do congaloosh, and then sometimes I do strawberry I do strawberry vanilla lilac fields. But I mostly Which one do, do you congaloosh. Prefer? You prefer oh, congaloosh. Congaloosh yeah. is good, because it's, it's like a... tropical and thick. Yeah. Uh, I like that there's sparkles in it. That makes me feel good. Do you remember uh, the ver- our very first episode? Yes. I said congaloosh, everyone, and you go, why do you keep saying congaloosh? I thought you were coughing or something. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, this is we're off to a rough start. He can't, he can't, he's like, he just can't get yeah, it. He, he just has a vocal tick that yeah. is just really awful. I don't know if he thinks this is a Hawaii Five O podcast. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, but I mean, that's the, uh, but the now greeting like, from the Adventurers Club. From the Adventurers Club. Over there right. on that East Coast. Uh, that's that's correct. Yeah. I believe uh, it has wormed its way over to Trader Sam's. Trader Sam's the restaurant the Trader by Sam's the Disneyland Hotel. Okay. But anyways, congaloosh to you. A congolution to you. <laughs> Episode 53. Yeah, 53. Can we- you believe it? I can. I can too. I, yeah, it feels it's not like that surprising it. to me. I'm just. I'm ready to stop celebrating and start having just fun. I just want to kick my shoes off. We did a lot of celebration last week. We did, but it was all kind of stressful. None of it was like smooth. <laughs> uh, war <laughs> erupted because of our celebration. That's true. And so we've been dealing with the fallout from our one year celebration. Yes. And uh, I really just wanted to get that interview with Brian Crosby out, so I had some editing to do. And now did I feel, feel like how did you done. feel about that that interview? We interviewed uh, uh, creative director of themed entertainment Brian Crosby last week. Yeah. It was a fantastic. Fantastic interview. Just some standout uh, questions in there, uh, whose answers were I think you're just fun to listen to as an adult, as totally. a kid who wants to be into art. Uh, but I'll tell you this: tell me one of the easy, one of the easiest edits we've had. Why is that? Where I don't know. He just he was pretty, pretty succinct in what yeah. he said, and, yeah. and everything was usable. And and I don't know. It just it, I just ended up listening to it while I was editing it. I mean, like oh, that good. was a good episode. I guess it. I'll release it. I thought it was such a, a it was such a natural interview. So, uh, how's your week been? 53, uh, you know? It's been good. Again, last week felt like a busy, busy week. We did our live stream, our one-year live stream. We did a guest spot on the Earful Runner podcast. That's true. Which 
was great. I don't yeah. know if it was great for them. It was great for us. I we had loved fun. it. We had a blast. But we you got to go listen to that because uh, we get into some. I remember we got into some. Oh, we got into uh, how accidentally how you would want to die by Disney food. That's right. If a Disney <laughs> like, food had to kill you, what which, Disney which food, food would kill you? And I was just like, yeah, that was fun. I wonder if they minded us going that direction. We uh, we did a segment on their show called Fast Five. They call it Fast Five. Yeah. Which is supposed to be five rapid questions with five rapid top of your mind answers. I think it took us about 25 minutes yeah. to get through those. Yeah. You have to translate that for Bantha time. Yeah. And that's 25 minutes. I don't think uh, Earful Runner, I don't think they realized that when they were going to have us on the show, all they had to do was basically say, ask us one question yeah. and then leave and for then like leave. 25 minutes. Are those guys still talking, Mary? Yeah, they're, yeah, still, they're talking. still talking. All right. All right. Well, I hope we run into them in August when they when they come out to Disneyland. I hope they. I oh, hope I we run wait. into them down there. I hope we run into a lot of our pod friends yeah. uh, when, uh, when Disneyland opens in earnest at the end of April. Yeah. Uh, and whenever I end up going down there. A couple of other things. Oh, okay. Tell me. Uh, one, we, in addition to the Earful Runner celebrating their year anniversary yeah. around the same time as ours, another one of our favorite podcasts, Disney Assemble. Yes. Uh, they also celebrated their one year this week. And uh, it's just, I find it interesting that there was a number of podcasts that started around the same yeah, time as we did. Odd. All like right when Disney started to shut down. It's, it and we're all feels, buddies. And we're all buddies. Yeah. Like we're all connected over Instagram and we all support each other's shows. We all send each other over to each other's shows. I think it's just a, an interesting testament to how much of a loss we all felt with the news yeah. that Disney was going to be closing. Yeah. Even if at the time it was only for two weeks, three weeks, right. now over a year that Disneyland was going to close, that there was such a loss that it motivated so many people to talk about that over the past year. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad about that. Well, COVID, you're glad about that? Uh, no, about the starting of more Disneyland oh, right. podcasts. Yes, yeah. that makes sense. No. Yeah. Speaking of podcasts, hey. uh, like daughter, like dad, how's that coming along for you? Uh, really good. Uh, we have episode five uh, recorded, and we're just having uh, a fun time chatting with each other. I have loved listening to, oh, to it with my kids. Loved yeah, it. just figuring out what the, what the show's going to sound like, what the right amount of content is, and uh, coming up with new games that uh, pit the 80s against the 2020s is tough. Yes. But it's really fun. It's just a fun time. I think... Uh, it's a unique experience for a father to get to connect with their daughter or their child yeah. in that way uh, with headphones on and with microphones and stuff like that. It's just it's just a fun thing, and I hope that uh, we both remember that experience forever. I hope that's just something that becomes part of her, the way she talks about her life. Like, yeah, I yeah. podcast with my dad. You guys didn't? Yeah, that's, well, a, that's something, something I did. did. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, you you have definitely inspired us. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and. Uh, my oldest and I recorded our first episode of a new show that's going to be coming up called When I Was Your Age. Yeah. Uh, pop culture conversations about the way things are and the way things were. Yeah, I love uh, that concept. And, uh, and you know, similar to uh, along the same veins of, of Like Daughter, Like Dad, where we're just uh, talking about, again, the things that are interesting to us yeah. uh, at, at the same age. So he's right. 12 years old. I'm talking about the things that were interesting to me when I was 12 years old and how they're the same and how they're different. We played an interesting game coming up, uh, which I think you'll appreciate, and I would have no problem if you guys swiped yeah, it. Yeah, we should, we should game swap. He would name a movie, item, toy, whatever from his era, and I would have to name a analogous toy, movie, whatever from my era. Okay, cool. So, But it couldn't be the same thing. Right. So, for example, if he was to say Star Wars, I would have to come up with something that was similar from the 80s but was not Star Wars. So it was a great game of going back right. and forth. And uh, it was sort of interesting and hilarious. To Fun, yeah, we should definitely game swap. Uh, oh, for sure. Tra trade games, yeah. I love your slang off that you play. Yeah, play it. I will. Yeah, it's, will. it's, hard, it's hard enough to come up with game ideas, so we should share those. Have you, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, I cut, I cut you off. No, it's actually done. You can anticipate when I'm tired of talking. Which is a, that's I a, can. That's a one-year skill. That's right. <laughs> that's right. 
Uh, have you? What else is going on in your life? Have you watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Uh, yeah, if we're talking about the little bit, like we uh, we we watched the first maybe 10, 15 minutes Good. of it. That's all so. I've watched. Too. Yeah, and so I had some thoughts on it, and then I thought uh, those, and I think we'll talk about that in our year retrospective yeah. of, of what how Bob Sleds and Banthas has changed the way I watch TV and why I watch it and all that stuff. But I watched it and then I realized I am not uh, in the right mind space to give this a fair shot. Oh, interesting. And so I want to stop watching it and I want to pick it up because it's not fair to judge a show because I was in a bad mood or yeah. stuff was happening in the house. Or it's yeah. like, you just hey, do, weren't devoting time to it. Yeah, it was like, yeah. I was in, we were all in a huge fight. I hate that show. And it's like, do you right. think it might have been something else? <laughs> it's like, no, no totally not honest. A, not a chance. No, I never rushed to opinions. <laughs> never. So I watched it, and uh, I don't know. Uh, do you want to give initial opinions of it? Well, I watched the first 10 minutes three times. Okay. Because I just loved it. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Wow. From a television show. You right. know, again, from a television show, I was like, this is so action packed. Uh, it's but I could incredibly action crazy squirrel suits going in and out of helicopters. Like it's so action packed. I said this is one thing I wrote that it's so action packed. It should come with its own light gun. It's like I, yeah, I feel, totally. I feel like I should be shooting at stuff on the yeah, screen. absolutely, absolutely. It, it, it's I mean I was just gripped by it. And again, uh, I haven't been able to get past the first ten minutes. Yeah, because I haven't had the opportunity to sit down. You're trying and to get watch a full it. viewing. That's why you keep restarting it because you're like, this is the time I'm going to watch it start to finish. Versus yeah. why you're not picking up after that ten minutes. I think you're. I think you're probably right. Okay. Like the first time I watched the first ten minutes was on my iPad, and I thought I can't watch this on my iPad. I got to watch this on my TV. Yeah. And then I wasn't able to get past it. So yeah, uh, yeah, I can't wait to get back to it. I'm really, really excited for what comes next. Uh, what do you say oh, we I don't know. yodel in that news? Okay. We have like one really big news topic to talk about. And a couple of small ones. A couple of small I ones. I feel like you're really trying to make sure I don't talk about the smaller news items. No, no, no. We can talk about okay. it. I just don't think it's as noteworthy it's as a, the it's, main topic. It's as fun-worthy. So we'll do the small ones first, and then we'll get into the big one. That sounds like a great idea. Well, let's yodel it and see how it plays out. It's time for news. Oh. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. This is one of my favorite yodels I've heard. Was it really? Yeah, it was. This one's your favorite. You want to know why? How many yodels have we done? Not 53, more like 48, maybe. I don't know. Oh, before we actually landed on Yodel in the News? Yeah, I don't remember when. I want to say that we were in the teens when we landed on Yodel in the News. All right. Maybe even earlier than that. Could be. We really locked this show in early in a lot of ways. Okay. I think. I think so too. Maybe not. We'll talk about that in the next segment. Right on. Right now we're talking about news. We are in the news. You have something that you are going to describe to me that you told me 30 seconds before we went on the air or hit record, however you want to qualify that. I like when on the air makes me feel both older and more professional and like we might get paid in some way. Welcome to Absolute and Storm in the morning. We're on the air. Uh, Absolute Storm Podcasting Network though. It's coming. I think it's already here. It's here. I mean, how many shows do you need to have before you become a network? At least two. Yeah. You've, we've got at least two at this point. We're about to add a third. Yeah. Your, your thoughts of okay. your family and my family just uh, picking the most affordable small town in America. I'm talking has- Fort a, Wayne, Indiana. Okay. The, most, the <laughs> smallest, you know, just has one main street that's cute okay. enough to walk down, yeah. lots of vacancy, uh-huh. and we just go and we turn that into podcast town. 
Okay, that wouldn't be Fort Wayne. Okay. But you're That's saying just like a one uh, one streetlight kind of place. Yeah, like a, somewhere in Nevada, somewhere in wherever that just is, has a yeah. main street, but mostly it's empty now. It's mostly vacant. Some yep. people are still in. And we show up and we go, I mean, if you live in this town, you got to have a podcast. It's Podcast Town. It's Podcastville. It's Podcastville, yeah. Podville. Podville, Podville. anyway. Yeah, Podville. Podville, USA. USA. Everybody in this town has a podcast. We all meet downtown to talk about our shows. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. We cross promote. Yeah. Uh, does the does the commercial space in the downtown area are they separate podcast studios that each show broadcasts sure. out of? Yeah. Yep. And then we we do uh, background music for the entire town. Yeah. But it's just people's podcasts are playing all the time. I'm loving this idea. Yeah. Podville. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. I think we could get the storms in on that. Can we Great. get the robins in on that? I think so. I think we're ready. We're, t- we're bad. And the be- beautiful thing about this town is I, th- I think we can get one house with seven bedrooms and <laughs> we're halfway through. This is like a sitcom. Yeah, this is fantastic. We'll run a YouTube channel, Podville. Don't take my idea. It's a good idea. Hey, do you want to talk about some... Uh, some uh, Flavorful offerings at yeah, Disneyland? I got, two, I got two flavorful things. I would love to hear about a flavorful offering. Let's talk about the offering. first one. Okay. The long-standing and wonderfully themed and imaginably beautiful restaurant, the Blue Bayou. The Blue Bayou. Is going to start serving... Uh, adult beverages, alcoholic beverages, uh, alcohol available in Disneyland. This is not a new it's thing. It's not new because Galaxy's Edge started this. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, and in, Club, Dis- in Disneyland. In Disneyland and Club 33 has had adult beverages oh, for a while. Yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. So, but but, but uh, available uh, to all guests. In uh, the cantina. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not new in that regard, uh, but it's very new for the Blue Bayou. Yeah. Uh, they're going to do beer, wine, and then a special hurricane, a special hurricane thing, uh, like a blue. mixed drink, like a mixed yeah. drink that's yeah. themed to the Blue Bayou. I think so. Okay, yeah. So, what are your thoughts on that? That's the end of the first, uh, you know, flavorful, new, flavorful, flavorful themed news. news. Yeah. Um, flavor, flavor news. Flavor news. Uh, not, not my favorite public enemy uh, artist, but one of flavor news. Flavor news. Yeah. Uh, what do I think about this? Like, you know, the purist in me wants to say like that this is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But it was a bad thing when they started with Galaxy's Edge. Right. You know, so this just feels like the natural progression of the way flavored beverages and adult beverages are going to be distributed throughout the the parks. Do I think that there's a place for it in Disneyland? I really wish there wasn't, to be yeah. totally honest. Uh, That's good. Disneyland is one of those places that has existed for such a long time without it. I don't see the need to start it. The fact that they started it in Galaxy's Edge uh, was controversy enough in and of itself. Right. So I feel like this is less controversy as a result. Yeah, I'll tell you my experience with it. Uh, like I, I was a Disney Parks kid and a Disneyland kid, you know, yeah. growing up. There was a time where we didn't go to Universal Studios. I love it now. I'm into it. it yeah. You know, it's near Burbank, so it's just an easy park. We've had uh, annual passes to it, so we've, I've been a lot. But I remember having not have been there for 15 years, something like that. Only been to Disneyland twice yeah. a year, every year, three times a year. And then we're like, let's go to Universal. So we went. We went in there. And people were not only drinking beer, but they were. it was in labeled, branded beer yeah. canisters. Right. And it was less the alcohol, a little bit, but it was more seeing that, that, that brand that's associated with um, sort of tailgating and sports and stuff uh-huh. like that in a very themed environment that – I don't want to say it's off-putting. It was just curious to me. I was like, I feel like I might be at the state fair now. I'm not really sure how to like categorize. Does it feel less refined to you? For like, yeah, it does. Uh, it feels less refined. And I have been to Universal dozens and dozens of times now. I've never seen an alcohol-related problem. Yeah, uh, there. But there was just something that was yeah that 
that was like, I don't know if less refined is the right word, but just something different about it. It put me in a yeah. different way. It put me in a more of an, a sporting, watching a sporting event, sort of a baseball, football type of thing. And so I was like, if you're going to serve it, at least at least do it in a contained area yeah. uh, and get rid of the brands. See, now I have been to a Disney park and seen the problem with alcohol being right, served Right, that's there. right. Because Epcot, you know, they have their food and wide fest and, and drinking around the world is a thing. It's like a thing that people do yeah. where they go to every single restaurant and they, you know, in the world showcase and and they they just drank alcohol yeah and by the time you're done you're very very sloppy in a lot of ways yeah. and it uh, and, and it just doesn't mix well with the family atmosphere right. of of Epcot and so uh, you know I, I'm not necessarily concerned that that's going to happen at Disneyland certainly people have brought alcohol to Disneyland in their own you know in their Way, own canisters sure. in their own ways over the years. Uh, it's just something that I don't particularly find interesting or attractive. Uh, it's something that I'm not really crazy about happening at, at Disneyland because uh, I, I think it has the potential for uh, magic to be, I don't know if ruined. I don't, I don't want to sound enjoyed changed, differently. Enjoyed, yeah. a- any validity to the idea that like Disneyland is for the kid and the kid and all of us. And so really I, the point of it is to start to focus on a more innocent childlike wonder belief. Remember when you did believe in this stuff, believe in it again. And so alcohol sort of really puts it back in an adult mindset. I think that's exactly, I think you've really hit the nail on the head for me. Okay. Uh, it, it, it is that, I mean, uh, and again, uh, I'm not against. I, I don't have a problem with people who drink alcohol. I don't. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not an issue. And but I think there is this focus on the kid, the young and the young at heart, right? Uh, and that there is a purity of being young and young at heart. And when you introduce more adult focused things in a uh, a land that is focused on the young and the young at heart, right. it mixes the message. And I think it mixes the effect there. Yeah. Uh, and that's the larger concern that I have. They're also going to have the non-alcoholic mint julep there, probably the same mint julep that's served at the mint julep bar mm-hmm. uh, in Disneyland. But I do, I mean, I, I hadn't thought about it a lot. And I think there is a thing in Disneyland where it's like, uh, what you can do, I can do. It's like, I become that age and you become my age right. with my kids. And so it's like, if I can order it, you can order it. Like we're yeah. all the, we're all the same age here. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if that's intended, but it's felt like that. So I guess that's my thing. You have some flavorful news for me in addition to uh, the Blue Bayou serving alcohol? Oh, I do. I have another one that I, well, we'll find out what you think about this. I can't wait. Uh, this is being uh, talked about on March 31st, which yes. is incredibly close to April Fool's Day. But I believe oh, this to man. be a real a real food item. Can we pause just sure. for a moment before we get to. into this? I would love to. How, what are your feelings on April Fool's Day? Um, I, I love it as a way for companies to joke about themselves okay. and the type of marketing yep. and mm-hmm. ads they do. And like a tongue be, in cheek thing for themselves. Yeah, for themselves. It, it is a, it is a making fun of themselves through the types of products they offer and, and how some, you know, I like that. I like the idea yeah. of, of a really sort of witty way of poking fun at themselves through an announcement. Sure. I hate April Fool's Day. Cool. I, I'm going to come is that, down. Is that because you don't like looking like a fool or you just don't enjoy that? What types of humor? There's some of the humor that you would like. Yeah, I guess in some ways. I feel like April Fool's uh, Day, April 1st is just even more egregious. Yeah. Where it's like, I can't trust anything. Right. I can't trust any news that is being reported on this. Yeah. Anything that I see that seems pretty cool, it has the potential for being a joke. And it's like, ah, April Fool's, isn't that funny? I'm going to yeah. be like, no, that seems like a really good idea. Yeah, what's wrong? Like now you're telling me it's not a good idea. So I think your point, like the self-defacing aspect of yeah. like, Something that is ridiculous that's not a good idea, April Fool's, that's fun. It's when it's like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. Like, I'm really glad that Amazon is deciding to do this or carry this or 
uh, you know, name any other company where you're like, that's that's great. Yeah. I can't wait for that. And it's like April Fools. The, I just feel like the nerd it, company, the nerd like uh, you know product shirt company, uh, Think Geek, which is yeah. a website. They have uh, historically led the charge in that, and they had a thing ever led the charge in having April Fools jokes on their website. Uh, but then they take it a step farther, and the one that people say that the most they actually of, produce they actually produce yes. the one that people are like, well, that should be a thing. They're yes. like, great, we'll make it. So it's our it's also kind of R and D for them, which I like even more. Oh, that I don't have a problem with. Yeah. Uh, but as as general, generally, I'm not a fan of April Fool's. So I don't day. think this is an April Fool's right. Day news news item. I think this is a real thing. But Disneyland announced recently they're going to have a new snack item. Yeah, tell me in about the, the snack park. Item. Well, this snack item, I'm going to have to have, have you visualize it. Okay. So what I'm going to need you to do first is take a, a hot dog. You're going to paint a word picture. for Yeah, me. I'm going to paint a food food word picture okay. for you. So you're going to take see. a hot dog. Got it. And I know what those look like. Great. And then I assume you're going to maybe cook it first or not. It doesn't really matter. Eh, uh, you can yeah, go either way. You're going to go. You're going to cook it first. And then you're going to put that hot dog yep. inside of a dill pickle. Yeah. How? What? So you're going to hollow. <laughs> you're going to hollow out a dill pickle, and then you're going to use your thumbs to press that hot dog through the cord out center of a dill pickle. Wait. How would? How do you hollow out a dill pickle? We have a special tool for that. It's called a dill pickler. A dill. <laughs> It's called an unpickler. It's called an undiller. It's an unpickler. Yeah, it's an unpickler. So you're gonna get a you're gonna get a big dill pickle. You're gonna punch the unpickler through it. You're just gonna gonna, you're gonna. It's like a a pickle core. Yeah, it's a pickle core core the size of a hot dog, so that then you can that you can shove the hot dog into that. We're not done yet. We should be. We're not. (laughs) And then you're gonna roll that around in some sort of like uh, like textured corn corn dog e dough thing. Yeah. And then we're gonna fry the whole thing. Yeah. So we have a hot dog. Inside of a dill pickle, inside of like a cornbread type of stuff. Oh, we're not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not done yet? No, and then I'm going to serve that, the deep fried hot dog in a pickle in cornbread uh, with a side of peanut butter. We're done. You're a horrible person. <laughs> I don't think this sounds bad. You're a terrible oh, I'm kind of I'm kind of interested in this. With a side of peanut butter? Yeah, with a side of peanut butter. I could start to understand because you're taking a corn dog and a deep fried pickle yes and you're combining them right and and pickles on those types of food items is not out of them i mean on a chicago dog they have pickles on a chicago dog don't they yeah they do i don't spear do they yeah a dill pickle smear. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Okay. So a Chicago dog does have dill pickle on. Right. So I've not, never had one. Okay. So we're not that far off there. We okay. Have, we yep. have a hot dog and it's kind of a Chicago dog thing. And then a and corn, the combo with the, con- the corn dog the Corn thing. dog's a real thing too. So now we've just mixed three things. I'm not sure where the peanut butter comes from. That's that's the X factor for me. Right. That's the unknown. Yeah. I don't understand where peanut butter comes in. Now here's the thing. All right. Tell me. I one time ate a hamburger on a dare. Yes. That was a... Peanut butter and sriracha cheeseburger. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. And it was delicious. Yeah. Okay? But I do not think that the hot dog has the same uh, flavor profile as a really well-cooked burger. Yeah. So I just don't think peanut butter belongs in this thing at all. I I could almost get on board with just the deep-fried pickle uh, hot dog. That in and of itself... Turn to my stomach right now if I'm right. being really honest. But once you add the peanut butter into it, that's where I tap out. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you this. I mean, I don't want to get too graphic for, for our listeners. but I think a, you already have. You're probably right. There's yeah. a skill to picking these types of food when you're on vacation because you don't do this day one of your trip, oh, especially if you have a two-day park no. hopper. You don't do that. But no. you also 
you can't do I used to call them third day foods because yeah. it's like, well, you're leaving anyways. What does it matter if you don't if you're not able to walk tomorrow? It's fine. But then you're like in a <laughs> car for eight hours. So oh, yeah, really, you don't do this if you're driving back to right. To so home. there's really a limited window where you're really yeah. like, let's see what this does. I'm going <laughs> to get two of these things. I'm going to dip a deep fried hot dog and a pickle and corn dog into peanut butter. And eat that in 16 hours. We'll figure out. We'll figure out how this works. It is one of those foods that you can only do on vacation. Yes. And really only in a theme park. It's yes. the only place that something like this is justified. Right. You're not going to go to your local restaurant and say, hey, would you mind doing this yeah. for me? Or like a business meeting. You're like having a you're having a catered thing. And yeah, exactly. They put, they put deep fried hot dogs and pickles in front I of you. I brought everybody some deep fried pickle corn dogs. Yeah, again, is that you, a problem? You your peanut butter? Because I was going to go doubles on mine. <laughs> Well, how how much do you think this is? Oh, if I had to guess, I would say it is uh, seven dollars. I was gonna say twelve. I was gonna say twelve dollars. Yeah, you're probably closer. Would you pay twelve dollars for this one time? Yeah, that's what food has become. Food has become an attraction. So you're like, I mean, oh, what is that? Thirty bucks? All right, well, I'm only gonna get it once, but I I don't want to. I don't want FOMO. I don't want to have hot dog FOMO. I was gonna say, do you think that I like one of the reasons a little is that FOMO on my hot dog? Little, just a little. With a little custard and a little FOMO. Yeah. on my hot dog and a little delicious. peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you think that this was built for Instagram purposes? Yes. All food now is created for Instagram. All food? Yeah. I'm taking a look. I looked this up. I'm taking a look at this picture. This is probably one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> it's not appealing it, it be, when you, it when you cross section it. When you yeah, cross section it, the cross section of it yeah. is, quite frankly, it looks it looks like a really bad diagnosis. Yeah, that's what it looks great. like. What do you think the most Instagrammable food in Disneyland is, though? Or if you if you had to make one up, what what what's an Instagrammable food? Well, I think the Dole Whip is sort of a go to. Pretty, it's, very it's pretty. pretty. It's yeah. the texture, the 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 way it comes out of the soft serve, the twist on the end. Yeah. The way it's served is pretty Instagrammable. They had those galaxy churros for a little while. I need a churro that's got jelly yeah. in it that reacts to like you, when your teeth crunch on it, and it lights up. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like LED jelly churro. That's going to be. A this thing. is a thing that exists. No, I mean this is a thing that should exist. This is a thing that should exist. We need reactive fillings for donuts and churros. Yeah, it's like those shirts in the eighties that you'd put your hand on. Hypercolor. Hypercolor. We need hypercolor donuts. Hypercolor donuts. So it reacts to the temperature of your mouth, and then the jelly changes color. Oh, this is great. Anyways, those are some. That's some food related food items. That's some news items from the foods item. I call that foos. The news from the foods. I, I, I yodeled in the foos. Just good. Yeah, you want to talk about the the big the banner news item? I feel like we have to, right? We have to. So last Thursday it was announced that Disneyland unveiled their plans for a massive expansion. Massive. Uh it was going to be a I don't know, I'm not even sure how to explain this. I would use words. You do you think so? I would give it a shot. See what see what the fans think. Here I go, using okay. words to explain this. Uh, they announced plans for a, a like a long-term expansion of Theme parks, hotels, shopping, and restaurants on the existing property yeah. of uh, of Disneyland. This apparently is not expanding the footprint of Disneyland property itself. Right. They already have all this property. Yeah, but it is part of as I as I understand it. It is part of space that was already approved by the city of Anaheim back in 1990, and them developing it in a certain way. The space that they have identified is, this is going to be great describing this on an audio podcast. Yeah, great. It is land that is adjacent to Disneyland and Disney California Adventure, but on the other side of 
Yeah, you leave Disneyland, walk down downtown Disney t- towards the Disneyland Hotel, go right. past the Lego store on your left, go up over the top of Magic Way or Disney Way or That's whatever That's what it is. is, Magic Way or Disney Way. And then you keep going past the hotel, Correct. past the Disneyland Hotel, and then there is space past the hotel. Off to your right is Mickey and Friends, sh- through the hotels. Then there's this apparently this space there. Uh, that's past Paradise Pier, past the Disneyland Hotel, that's going to be developed into something. And, and, there is also land that is north of that space. Yeah? That will be developed into future parking lot area. And there is space that is southeast of the Disneyland Resort. Yeah. That is like by Harbor and Catella. Okay, yeah. Uh, that's southeast of Harbor and Catella. That's behind those hotels right now. Right. That is also designated space for Disney. That is like a retail shopping, proposed retail shopping area. They have not required new property, but they, they are- have not acquired new property. They're building into property that's not currently being used for shopping and attractions and stuff like that. Correct. Yeah. And, and the city of Anaheim has approved- some of this area for specific purposes. Yeah. And what Disney wants to do is expand those purposes into theme park, retail, hotel, restaurants. Let's let's talk about this first. What's not changing? Imagine. The boundary of Disneyland, the Disneyland park is not changing. You're not going to be able to. It depends on how you think of it. Okay. Well, I think of it as I go through the, uh, I go through the ticket taking thing and I go under one of the tunnels and it is bordered in by the railroad track. That that I will that that footprint that is contained by the berm and the and the railroad is not changing. I won't be able to get to any new places. That's incorrect. Really, what they are proposing, or one of the things that is being floated out there, is that the berm would be broken down in a spot. Oh, I love where this is going. And overflow over Magic Drive and into this other space. Okay. So if you would imagine, imagine if you will, two bags of water. Okay. One big bag of water is called Disneyland. Yeah. And the other big bag of water is California Adventure. Uh-huh. And you have now poked a hole into the left side of both of those bags. Yeah. And they are overflowing into a basin. That basin is now called... Uh, overflow land. Overflow land. Yeah. Yeah. Way. Yeah. Uh, I'm wildly confused as to how this will actually work if that's what... I, I don't know how this is going to yeah. work either. And and this is the... This is, in all the news that was being reported about Disneyland expanding, uh, what they keep on talking and, and Disney hasn't Disney hasn't yeah. laid out any firm visions for what this is. Right. Part of that is strategic. Sure. Part of it is because so they don't want. Podcast will talk about it. So podcast will talk about it, and also so that Anaheim residents won't complain about it. Sure. I guess the only question that comes from me from this is. Uh, it feels like there is uh, Disneyland. It feels like there's Disney's Cal- California Adventure, and then there's Disneyland Resort, which sort of refers to the encompassing the whole of downtown Disney, right. the hotels, and whatever. And it seems like this move could blur the line on on what people mean when they say the word Disneyland, that they will no longer refer to this area of Waltz Park. Correct. It will now refer to this whole rectangle uh, that goes from the harbor to, you know, over to Catella, up towards Magic Way, and pushes back. Uh, that that is it'll just be this this big space and that will all be Disneyland. Your thoughts on whether or not that's bad or good? I mean, ultimately, it doesn't matter probably. But what do you think about that? Does it matter that Disneyland the park is defined by nearly the original boundaries, even though it's had expansions and has Galaxy's Edge? That that footprint remains somewhat consistent, and definable, or that it's okay that Disneyland now refers to all of it—the hotels, just everything. Oh, you mean the idea of the Disneyland Resort itself? Yeah, that they, the the Disneyland Resort kind of loses the resort part of it, and just every, Disneyland is. People just don't really know where it starts and ends anymore. 
Well, I think the idea, I think the the adoption of the Disneyland Resort moniker is a challenge in a lot of ways to begin with. Right. Because people call it Disneyland, but you have to then define like, well, there's Disneyland and there's California Adventure. Yeah. Uh, where you don't have that problem with Walt Disney World because what is Disneyland and Walt Disney World is actually the Magic Kingdom. It has right. its own separate- It has its own name. It's, it has its yeah. own park name. The Disneyland, Disneyland is the park name, but yeah. it's also the resort name. That's a challenge. Right. I don't think I knew that about Walt Disney World until I was 20-something. Right. Where I was like, Walt Disney World is the Disneyland over on the East Coast. And it's like, no, that's the Magic Kingdom. Walt Correct. Disney World is the all of the entities combined, like, you know, in, like, Voltron or Constructicon or something like that. It's a great reference. Thank great you. analogy. Perfect. I'm sure 95% of our listening audience will understand exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. Uh, but you are correct. Walt Disney World is not unlike Voltron or uh, or Devastator. Yeah, uh, in that it is made up. You of, had to go one deeper with that. I didn't. <laughs> I just, I just, I just built off the constructor cons, yeah, like yeah. you said. Uh, and and so, to answer your question, like, is if you are knocking down the berm, for lack of a better term, if you're knocking down the berm and yeah. you're expanding Disneyland in that area, is that problematic for what Disneyland is? Yes. I, again, sort of going back to using. Galaxy's Edge, uh, pointing the finger at Galaxy's Edge yeah. as we've already started this before. Right. I sort of feel like we already did this with yeah. Galaxy's Edge. Uh, as much as obviously I would love a Star Wars, you know, land in a Disney theme park, I've continued to find it problematic that it was put in Disneyland because of the purity Absolutely. of the separate lands in Disneyland. And so if you are going to now expand Disneyland, the park, outside of the berm, the potentials for what you're going to put in that. Uh, I feel like you've already started to do mission creep a little bit with Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. So I don't know how much it matters, but yes, it does matter to me for some reason. Yeah, it matters to me for some reason. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that reason is exactly. I guess the, the reason is this, that as you as you reduce, um, as you dilute what the word Disneyland means, I would worry that there would then be a dilution of the preservation of what Disneyland was. But I'm more concerned about what what goes into this space that you call Disneyland. Maybe yeah. that's what you mean by the dilution. I mean that it, it, where where the boundary of regard ends, uh, if Disneyland is flowing, overflowing in this other area now, like what if we reconfigure the hub? And it's like, I guess we could uh, reconfigure right. the hub. We kind of it makes sense to do that. It's like, what if we reconfigure Main Street? And it's like, hey, do you remember the old Disneyland? It's like, where did yeah. it go? But cutting through what they're trying to do here is, yeah. they are saying the land that Anaheim has said we could build on. Yeah, they did not say we could build theme parks on. So the problem is, gotcha. we want to make greater theme park experience, theme park experiences, bigger, more, bigger, Got more, different. I hear the, I hear the vision. I hear what you want. And if we don't, if we're not able to do that in the property that Anaheim has already said we can build in, yeah, then we're going to have to level our cherished attractions gotcha. in order to make room for these new experiences. Gotcha. So they're saying they don't want to do that. They don't want to do that. They don't want to level these treasured experiences. So they're going to have to do this other thing. They're going to have to reconfigure what has been authorized from Anaheim in order to do this. Yeah, now it sounds a little bit like a threat. At first I was taking it as a promise, now it sounds like a threat. All right. Uh, they also say that with Disneyland Ford and more flexibility within our existing properties, new lands and adventures like those underway at Tokyo Disney Sea and Shanghai Disneyland could, could inspire new experiences here. Great. So again, overflow is not necessarily a word that they are using, that's the only way to describe what they are, the vision that they are casting. They are casting there because, because one of the questions is, are you building another theme park? Yeah. And they say, we're not announcing any future projects at this time. 
Currently, we're focused on meeting with the community to explain the Disneyland Forward project and working with the city of Anaheim to review and ultimately approve the project. These updated approvals are necessary will allow us to explore new integrative and immersive experiences that could include adding new theme park attractions without having to remove and replace treasured rides and ideas gotcha. or attractions. So what they're saying is we're not saying a new theme park, but we're also not counting it out. Yeah. We're just saying we want to have this space that was reserved for restaurants, hotels, and shopping. We want it to include theme parks now. Right. That's really all they're saying. With, so, with a little, this, and tell me if I'm wrong, with the tiniest bit of, and if you don't let us do that, we might have to take out treasured attractions. Correct. I okay. mean, that's obviously the, uh, that's the, 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 the grease yeah. to get this conversation going exactly. with the city of Anaheim and the people of Anaheim. Like, yeah. So now they have identified like what could go in. All right. Let me hear what could happen in Overflowville. They say with Disneyland Ford, maybe that's what they're going to call it is Disneyland Ford. Yeah. It's not Overflow. It's Disneyland Ford. Disneyland Ford. With Disneyland Ford and an updated approach, these exciting new lands and attractions coming to Tokyo Disney Sea could be the perfect inspiration for the future of Disneyland. All right. So again, let me set the stage. They are not saying these things are coming. Yeah, they're just saying they're saying we've done these things in other parks. Yeah. These are the types of experiences that you could have at Disneyland. That you need to have, that we want you to have, and we would like to do them in this area over here. And if you can't, maybe we will have we would have to take out stuff in, in the parks that exist because you won't let us expand. So let us expand so we can do stuff like this. Now I think your head is going to explode when I start casting this vision. Okay. Okay. Not in the good way, necessarily. Oh, okay, bad way. A frozen land. Guests visit Arendelle, the home of Elsa and Anna, and explore this frozen land filled with thrilling boat adventure, as well as a restaurant set inside of a castle. Okay. Tangled. Rapunzel's tower overlooks a charming forest where guests board gondolas to the Lantern Festival to live Rapunzel's best day ever with Flynn, or I'm sorry, to live Rapunzel's best day ever with Flynn. And Peter Pan. The Neverland area features two attractions, one that, with the help of Tinkerbell, takes guests on a boat ride following the Lost Boys down a river, and the other taking guests on a journey to the middle of Pixie Hollow, where Tinkerbell and her fairy friends live. So that is all coming to Tokyo Disney Sea. Those are things that could happen uh, with Disneyland Forward. I don't know how much you're talking about. This whole news segment is causing me anxiety. I know it is. Confusion. Let me continue to give you anxiety. Okay. Oh, great. Another option. Uh, with updated approvals, Disneyland, Disney California Adventure Park could be home to some of Disney's most technologically advanced, immersive, and cutting-edge entertainment, taking cues from these existing lands and attractions around the globe for ins- inspiration, such as mm-hmm. a Zootopia land. Uh-huh. Currently under construction at Shanghai Disneyland, guests will be invited to experience the mammalian metro- metropolis of Zootopia, also a possibility currently open in Shanghai Disneyland and under construction at the Magic Kingdom Park in Florida – the Tron Light Cycle Run roller coaster yeah, invites guests to that. sink the pedal to the Moto Metal mm-hmm. while twisting and turning in the CyberFi. CyberFi. Right on. Uh, so I just want to get your thoughts, opinions, yeah. and reactions on the idea of, again, Disneyland is not saying we're bringing these things. They're right. saying these are the types of things that we could bring. Yes. I want to get your thought. You are already expressing you have anxiety. I want yeah. to get your thoughts on the idea of bringing single IP lands yeah. into Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. Great. I'd be glad to give you my thoughts on that. Uh, I think the need to build more, do more, and to promote their the the movies and that IP is fantastic. And I think we have a we have a, a park to do that in, an area to do that in uh, on the DCA side yep. and the parking lot and whatever you whatever you want to do behind there. Uh, you Knock know, yourself out. 
So I think that's fine. DCA, that side, the parking lot, a past Paradise Pier, that overflow parking that they have there, turn that into single IP experiences all you want. Uh, the problem on the Disneyland side is that's not the brand of the Disneyland Park. It is a definable set of lands which are expanding. But even further, the problem with that is that uh, that Disneyland is a place for you to experience part of the joy and magic of it is experiencing it as a child yep. and thinking about who you will become as a person. Yep. Spe- experiencing those same things as a middle-aged person, thinking about who you were as a child and the children you now have and who you might be as a grandpa, uh, as, as, a, as a grandma, as an older person, and then experiencing those as an older person and remembering who you were and stuff like that. So there, there is a, a, a permanence that needs to exist in that park to Correct. allow people to time travel to different parts of their life. Nostalgia. And, the nostalgia, nostalgia therapy. Again, yeah, the yes. nostalgia therapy to, to heal and think about who I was, who I am, and who I want to be. Yeah. Uh, and so those are very important that they don't change. Uh, and then we live in a world that really wants change. And I get that. And, and to do that in other parts that are around there is fantastic. Uh, but Disneyland exists as it is for that reason. And when you start to break the lands where you start to say, well, this is fantasy land. And it's got like a Peter Pan thing. But then we also have this like Peter Pan experience. It's exactly. down the road right. a little bit. And we have this Elsa thing. But there's Elsa here a little bit too. Uh, it, it starts to really connect to a movie. Um, which movies are timeless, but the experience of watching them is not, and they don't all age the same way. They don't all fare the same way yep. in terms of cultural changes and stuff like that. We're seeing that with like Splash Mountain and the Jungle Cruise, uh, and not that it was a movie. But so I don't know. I think there needs to be a permanence of Disneyland because it is a cathartic, healing, nostalgia, memory building place. It's a place you can count on to uh, evoke the same types of emotions at different phases of your life so that you can then deal with how that has changed. So I don't know, I would be nervous and protective of that, of of saying experiment all you want in different parts, but try to leave Disneyland not uh, done being developed, but parts of it, I think, should be unchanged. And to treat them as, as to treat Disneyland as modular would be concerning to me. I'm done with my rant. I don't think I have a disagreement with really anything you're saying. Uh, the expansion of Disneyland as a park itself, again, feels sort of problematic for me for all the same reasons that you just identified. That Disneyland is a set area. Uh, we have ex- expectations about what that set area is, and we experience that set area throughout m- multiple generations of our lives. Right. Uh, and and we see how we grow while those things relatively stay the same. Yeah. Now you're talking about us growing up and Disneyland also growing up, and now there are areas of Disneyland that we never experienced as children. Right. That we're now experiencing with first, which for some reason feels different than when there's a new attraction put in this already defined area. Yeah, right? exactly. And is, is that what you're sort of getting at? Yeah, is- I, I guess the worry could be best on saying that I think that the Disney company would be making a mistake to assume that the value of Disneyland is entertainment, not memories or, right. or nostalgia. It is right. not entertainment. And to treat it as such as as a platform for entertaining people would be wrong. That's not yeah. its core. That's not what it's become. Maybe that's what it started out as, but it's it, the, the, the skill in which it was built, the magic at which it elicits, the amount of time it's been there, uh, it has become something else. It's become nostalgia therapy. It's become hope building yeah. and then memory you know, stuff. Um, so to have a part, to have a, I think the reason why it feels different otherwise is once you add something new like that that's tied to a movie, it comes with the assumption that, well, someday this is going to go away. Yeah. And that time span is going to get shorter over time. And now we have we have lands that exist for five years. Uh, and so it's like, oh, I completely missed Galaxy's Edge. It came and it went and I never even saw it. Uh, and so they just become these modular, disposable things. Yeah. And Which was, is much more like universal in that way. I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Where they're just like, is Simpsons Land done? And people are like, I feel like it's kind of done. It's like, cool. And it's we'll like, just be done with it now. Yeah. Let's just be done with it. Yeah. I don't have 
have like that. That wasn't nostalgia building to right. me because it wasn't done with the same skill and care that Disneyland was done. Uh, and definitely Universal's going through lots of changes. So I don't know. Those are those are my concerns. DCA tried to hit that mark of a nostalgia building park and it missed. And so now I'm like, whatever. have fun. Yeah, whatever you want to do <laughs> is fun. Me. Make it better. So I wonder what IP could go in to a third gate that wouldn't feel redundant from Disneyland and uh, and Disney California Adventure. Yeah, because you already have Star Wars and you already have Marvel and like, cannibalistic. Like right, right. like if you st- if you build a better version of Peter Pan, a really good version of it. Uh, how does Peter Pan in Disneyland feel about that? Right. How do P- we as Peter, Peter himself. How yeah, does how Peter does he himself feel about, feel about well, I know that? how he feels about it. He feels like, I mean, this is still a really good ride. And everybody's like, it totally is. It it's is. an amazing ride, actually. But have it's you ridden that other good. one? <laughs> exactly. It's just not as good as the other one yeah. now. People really like that other one. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and I'm not saying that that would happen. I just, that would be a concern. It's worth protecting. It's worth thinking yeah. about. Uh, I don't think we're the only ones that feel that way of, of uh there is lots of parts of that park that are for entertainment. Disneyland yeah. doesn't happen to be one of them. Um, uh, we didn't even get into the other space that's like southeast of Harbor and Catella, yeah. which is like not connected to Disneyland at all. It's probably behind the IHOP or whatever it oh, is. Oh, okay. Uh, like where that a, Garden Walk was or the city that, 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 that Garden Walk did not fare well? Uh, I think it's in that area. Okay. Yeah, I think it's in that area. There's an employee parking lot it's, over in that area It's as well. a, across the street from the convention center, right? Yeah. It's like across Harbor Boulevard. Yep, uh, from exactly. the convention yeah, center. there was, I think, a cast member parking lot there for a little while. Okay, that's, I think, what they're talking about. That across is across the street from the Azul Hotel. They're talking about building that into like a mixed retail shopping potential. I don't know about a hotel, but mixed shopping and restaurant space that's very similar to Disney Springs in yeah, cool. Orlando, which... I, I love this idea. Thumbs up and do it. Hook it, it up to the monorail. Again, it, well, yeah. Now, that's, now you've just mentioned something that has piqued my interest. Ooh. I love this idea, especially if you get a Jock Lindsay's hangar bar in yeah. there. But how do you feel, not to belabor this section any longer, but we're going to. Yeah. How do you feel about creating an, in, a highly themed Disney space that is physically and geographically disconnected from Disneyland, but not so physically and geographically disconnected like they planned with Westcott that was going to be over in Long Beach, but literally just like a hop, skip, and a jump away from Disneyland. Yeah, I think if it's done right, I think it's okay. I thought they were going to do that with that garden walk or whatever that was called yeah. that was on that side that didn't just, they weren't able to keep retail in there for some reason. But if it's if it's super Disney, super Disney level, it, it's that Disney Springs thing, I you know, and they hook the monorail up to it. Uh, I think that's, that's really fine to me. I almost prefer it to sort of disperse some of that, those crowds out right there. I'm, t- I'm totally fine. I'm totally great with that. I'm I can't into that imagine even. them doing the monorail. That'd be amazing if they could. I just can't imagine they would yeah. do that. And, I mean, the th- Anaheim is unique in, in this way for lots of reasons. It was the first time they did this, but those hotels, I know Walt's thing was like to put the berm up and keep it out. And part of Walt Disney World was like, if I got to do this again, I want to do it where I can control the surrounding right. land because right. I don't really like those those things. Unfortunately or fortunately, that whole thing has become a part of Disneyland. Harbor, the way Harbor yeah. looks, it just those hotels, they've just kind of become a part of the whole experience where you look at that, uh, the 7-Eleven on the corner of Harbor and Catella and then the little like, gift shop yep. uh, 7-Eleven variant yep. that's before it. 
And those are not Disney things at all, but they've sort of become part of that experience. So you don't you memories. don't feel like it breaks it breaks the magic that of your eyes. You're separate that, from the magic of that. Yeah, point. that is you are, but but it's the magic is so strong it spills out into the streets. And by the time it's completely run dry, you're back at that other piece of magic that now exists at this themed shopping area. And so the all of it is kind of connected. The convention center, it's not all magical. It definitely is a spilling into the streets, right. not, not a you know, it's not connected. But so I don't have a problem with that for that reason. If the monorail goes over there and I have to, you know, you kind of already have that experience with the monorail. It, what, it, what, it, wait, but what if you had to Uber or walk there? Yeah, then uh, then that feels off to me. Right. That's And I think that's probably what's going to end up happening. I if mean, there's some tunnel, some walkway that is all themed really well, like it goes. So you don't leave the bubble. You just, yeah, I mean, that's what you're talking uh, about. Yeah, the bubble gets thin, but you don't leave it. Right. I'm okay with that. Because the monorail always goes goes along Harbor and you can see the Sheraton and the, the Hojos and you can see non-Disney stuff on the monorail. No yeah. problem for that one part. Um, so I don't have a problem with the monorail goes there and drops off this wonderful restaurant stuff. That's I know you want the monorail to go there, but what I'm telling you is... Oh, you're saying there's no shot of that whatsoever. I'm just whatsoever. saying that what you're talking about is building monorail stanchions that are like off of Disney property yeah. and in the city of Anaheim and then crossing back into Disney property. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know it'd be great. Yeah, but I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, if it did, that'd be amazing. Would you. be. I'm talking about is this a foregone conclusion that that's what they're doing and that's not even close. I don't want to Uber over to it. I don't want to like. They're going to build a slingshot attraction that's just going to hurl you up into the area. It's like Peter Pan slingshot. It's the Peter Pan slingshot experience. The, Pan, the Peter Pan slingshot experience. Yeah, like so the Tom Sawyer slingshot experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it's going to be. They're just going to slingshot you over into yeah. this other piece of. Uh, Woo! That was a lot. Was that was like? I didn't know it was going to go that. It was direction. emotional. Yeah, when it you was, said, "Hey, I think that can be the whole show," and I was like, "No, let's talk about uh, deep fried pickles instead." Yeah. <laughs> we need more news. How can you only pick this? Yeah, you got I really like that angry. deep fried pickle segment because um because we did twenty minutes on it. Did we do twenty minutes on it? Felt like it. Right on. I'll tell you what we're gonna do. We're what gonna are take we a break. Let's take a break, and then we come back. We're gonna be talking about uh, a retrospective on the first year of bobsled. I need a. I need a break. Let's let's, oh let's gosh, do a break. Do let's come back and laugh a little. There's no cookies here. Where are the cookies? Let me give me give me a moment, oh. and I'll bring some cookies. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what time is it? It's got storm. Oh, yes, it's cookie time. Oh, what time is it? It's got storm. Oh, yes, it's cookie time. Are there any words to the song? No, there isn't. That's okay. We like the ones you came up with. Thank you for the cookie. <laughs> It's Quesadilla time. Oh I got the I-L-L-A-I-L-L-A-D-I-A time. He would eat two or three and sometimes four. These are a little raw. Yum. I oh. said, I'll take four. And she said, been that kind of day, huh? And I go, oh, no, no, I'm picking up for a friend of mine. She goes, that's okay. <laughs> it's a four cookie day. I said, if it was one of those days, I'd be asking for ten. Uh, let me tell you, Let me tell you something I love. Quesadilla time? You just order a quesadilla? You just go up there and say one quesadilla, and they say, what kind of meat do you want in that? I said chicken quesadilla. Yep. Thank you for letting me eat my dinner. Of course. Hey, it's got storm in your hands. What lie? Is it a fist full of French fries? (laughs) Wow, really? Uh, Yeah. Wow. No. All right. We tried. I tried for a French fry song. I didn't get one this time. Hand with hand, but 
it happens sometimes. Yeah, no, I was thinking like uh, I don't know, I don't know Pearl Jam songs. Doesn't he just like go like? Can't find a better French fry. Man, those French fries were good. Can't find a better French fry. It was they were really good. Man, those French fries were good. You only ate one cookie. Yeah, saving one. Home garlic sauce. <laughs> You're totally clipping all over the yeah, place. Yeah, of course. Pearl Jam That's always true. clips. That's true. I got a shirt that says that. Pearl Jam always clips. Right? Yeah. Nobody understands what it means. It's a completely obvious reference. Totally. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I've sung Pearl it Jam on a box. It speaks for itself. <laughs> it speaks for itself. What does your shirt mean? Pearl Jam always clips. Like, are you kidding? Uh, Have you ever sung Pearl Jam into podcasting equipment? Come on, man. It always clips. Aaron. Yes, sir. It's been a year of Bob's and Banthas. It's been a year for two weeks now. That's right. Yeah, and we're still talking about it. We are still talking we about it. We can't believe we we're made it. We're riding high off of this yeah. uh, this year. We'll be riding high off it for a while. Yeah. Uh, you wanted to do a show where we just sort of, uh, for our, our year anniversary, we had a very special guest, uh, yeah. Brian Crosby on, but you wanted to do a show where we just sort of talked about yeah. a retrospective of what we thought of the past year of Bobsleds. I wanted to sit down with my good friend Scott Storm and just be like, hey man, how was that? We did uh, 52 episodes, yeah. kind of without a break. We had a bunch of guests, and how are you feeling? And what do you think? What, what like did you like? It's a therapy like? session. For yeah, me. it's a therapy session for both of us of the amount of work that we have put into this show, which has been quite fun, a bit of work, but a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have a list of questions? I have like some questions yeah. that I wrote down. Do you want to just sort of uh, go back and forth and, yeah. and see where see where this segment takes us? Sure. Let's this do is it. your favorite way of podcasting. It is. Where yeah. You're, like you're just completely unstructured. Yeah. You don't, it's like, we'll just throw a question out, see how long we take yes, discussing there's a, it. There's a theme to it, and the theme is the past year friendship. Podcasting is Podcast, magic. Podcasting is friendship. Yeah. You want me to go first? You want me to ask you a question? Yeah, why yeah, don't let me you? Do that. Uh, name three, what, what are the three most terrible things that have happened because oh, of podcasting? Like three three things uh, you didn't like. Well, or we theme- caused Disneyland to shut down. Right. Uh, no, the three things. Three things that, you, that were unfortunate, that you were scared about, that were bad. Just three bad bobsled memories. Three bad bobs. Uh, my first bad bob was when I spilled water all over my uh, audio deck. Oh, I remember that. Uh, I yeah. shorted that thing out and had to get it replaced. That was back in the Zoom days. We were Zooming a lot, That's right. I think. It was like within our first couple, first couple of episodes. Yeah, and you were like, yeah, sometimes it would work, sometimes it wouldn't. And I yes. was like, I got to find a guy with a reliable board. It got super loud at times, like blew my ears out and then got very quiet. Maybe started smoking at one point in time. Yeah, it was It was, it was. was not a good scene. Yeah, that's right. Scene. I forgot all about that. That was a bad bob. You recovered, um, for, you recovered from that, though. I did recover from it and stronger for it. I learned something, yeah. which is don't bring water near electronic equipment. Good tip. I'm going to move mine now. Yeah. That's right. uh, just a pro tip. It's more yeah. you know. Let me ask you to remember this memory. Yeah. The first time we had do you a have, guest. Are, do you want to feed one to me? Yeah, I'm going to feed one okay. to you. I can feed two to you Oh, sure. my gosh. All right. Here it is. I didn't oh, even yes. need it. I just, I just said the first time we, yes. and you knew what I was talking right, about. Let me fill it in. Yeah. Okay. Our first guest that we ever had, Miriam Kinley from Miriam Kinley. Uh, Churro Fun. From the wonderful We Like, we like Theme Parks. Uh, oh my gosh, yeah, I blocked this out of my mind. We did an interview with Miriam, and we were three quarters of the way through yeah, that interview. she'd shared some beautiful stuff. Wonderful Had stories. told us a little bit before we started interviewing that she was looking forward to being on the show, that she's on We Like Theme Parks, right. which is, you know, they're a little bit more just run and gun, kind yep. of do it, and ours sounds really structural, really well put together. And we're, and we're like, like oh, oh, thanks. Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, we got we, our stuff dialed. We're dialed in. Yeah, we no are problem. professionals. 
Uh, and then halfway through her interview, I took a look at uh, at the levels. Yeah. And we, you know, uh, I think we have coined the terms, if the numbers are going up, you're yep. doing something right. Yes. And the numbers were not going the up. The numbers were not moving. They weren't moving at all. And I realized I did not hit the record button yes. to record anything that Miriam Anything. And we just tried and to play said, that up. We went like, all right, that was a good, so that was a good first take. That was good. You're, yeah, exactly. You feel warmed up? You feel pretty good? And she's like, I've been talking for 45 minutes. Oh, no, that's how we do things. Oh, no, no. We, just, we always we, do one episode. Oh, so, and then we so you are feeling warm then. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. uh, how and, did we break that to her when we had to let her know she'd I, been recording for? We, I think we just stopped in the middle and just said, I am so sorry. Like, yeah. we never hit record. We yeah. never hit record on this. It was yeah. so awful. And she was so kind yeah. and gracious. She was like, no problem. Yep. She was ready to record the entire show again. Yeah. Yes. Because she was with us from the beginning. Yep. And she was ready to record the entire show, news and all. And we just said, okay, listen. Yeah, let's just do your part. Let's we'll just pick do your up part. our own parts. And then we re- we re-recorded the show. Which was a night. bummer because I think she said some funny stuff during those oh, segments absolutely. and stuff like that. So we did lose some of that content. Yeah. But she was a delight. That it's was, always a delight to talk to her. She's she's just amazing. Oh, I love I would love to have her on again yeah. really soon. I love having her on the show. Let me give you another one that builds off of that. Last week, uh, we had a penultimate interview with Brian Crosby yep. from uh, from Marvel. Yep. And interview went great, you know, not repeatable for lots of different reasons. And uh, as soon as we were done, we were like, that was fantastic. And then you went to play back the media file, and the media file was all, uh-uh. And That's were, right. And there was a moment of five seconds of complete panic in the studio. We, we had an hour and a half golden interview. Yeah. And uh, there was no file found. There's no audio yeah. file found. And yeah, there was that like, oh, yeah. crud, what, what are we what, going to do? What just happened? What actually had happened is that uh, we have a different recorder that we use, a, a Zoom, I don't know what it, what it is, a, what do I have? The what? Zoom P4 or your Zoom uh, H6? Yeah, we have a Zoom H6 that we normally record on, and it formats the, the SD card in one way, Yeah, and we'd put it in a P, what it was? The it? Zoom P4. We put it in the Zoom P4, which formats in a different way, and so when it went to fi- uh, went to play it back, it looked at the, the Zoom H6's file format. Right. And it just went like, I don't understand this. Right. There's exactly. No files on it here. was looking in the wrong spot. Yeah. So and then so we put it in the computer. And we found it. Woo! When, when I heard Brian's voice, it was like, first time I heard it was great. The second time I heard it, after I thought we'd lost it, that was a woo! That was a sweet yeah, moment. That was a sweet moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are three big bads. Yeah. Um, do you have any, do you, do you have any, any any other one that stands out to you? I think there were uh, I think there were interviews that we there were interviews that we had where uh, there were moments in them where I felt like oh man are we gonna are we gonna lose our way in this questioning? Are yeah, we, are, right. we, are we out of right. not out of control? But are we out of are we out of the territory that we're supposed to be in? Do we do something yeah. to offend the guest? Yeah. I, I don't I don't know that they they are not they're not challenging things to do, but there's such a level of respect that you have that you want to honor and sometimes you just feel like am I, am I doing a good job if I lost it are we not in anything interesting and not heading anywhere interesting yeah. I don't know what we're doing right now um, it always works out but I've had those moments where I'm like I don't know what we're doing right now well there's a there's a, a couple of times where I have felt that uh, the nervousness of having had a guest where you say you know uh, I think tips for people who are hosting podcasts interviewing guests and that sort of thing especially when you get some pretty reputable people yeah. to, to be on your show is you level set. This is how long it's going to be. Yeah. And, uh, and I, one of the things that I have learned, have had to learn over and over again in the past year is really estimating the amount of questions that we have for the amount right. of time that we have with that, with that individual. And, um, there are many times when it's like, we've been talking for an hour, hour and 20 minutes, uh, we've only and we're still in the hospital where they we're, were born. <laughs> exactly. Because your we just, nurse's name was the, the yeah. Cause the we just love talking with them. Yeah. And uh, and we've been fortunate that they have been very gracious to offer us additional time. Yes. But I'm always worried about the time where it's like, sorry, this is this is the only that time you it. get. And we're like, okay, great. So we found out where you got where you were born. 
We didn't get a chance yeah, to get totally anything else. our fault. We enjoyed every second of right. it. We'd like the rest of the story. So tell me uh, tell me three of the best things. Bob Yeh's. Bob, Bob Yeh. So we have Bob three ba- Bob Bads. Bob Bads and Bob Goods. What are, what are some of the best things that have happened? Oh, my gosh. Well, I will lump all of our uh, interviews in one category. So that has been the biggest yay is I cannot believe the caliber of guests that we have had on the show over the past year. Yeah. That's, my, that's my number one. How about you? Uh, I think that I'll, I'll, I'll say, uh, I have a few, but, uh, there, tell me if you've experienced this there, I, we've not been in the park and, and in, yeah. when you're in the park, there, there is magic the whole time, but then there's also this, like, um, I'll say it's like condensed magic, it's like condensed milk, but the magic f- it becomes focused for a second. It might be at a parade okay. when something happens and you go like, oh, that's it. That's that feeling right there. It might just be as simple as a light in a tree at a, and the temperature's a certain way in Disneyland. You just have that feeling of like everything is right here. Everything is good. Yeah. Everything is the way it was and the way it is and the way it will be and yeah. that way is good. And and, and and so there's this, like that magic. And it's hard to get when you're outside the park. There have been moments when we've been interviewing Imagineers where the, the veil of time between Walt's era and the era of building the park and the era of animation and the era of podcasting where that veil of time that separates us you scott storm and me uh living in northern california in, in 2021 yeah and walt building his theme park that veil of time gets really thin for a second yeah when you're talking yeah, to yeah. somebody like Rolly, when you're talking to somebody like bob if you just listen for a second forget that you're on a podcast forget about your interview questions and you just hear the depth of the voice you go like whoa the time just got real short yeah and yeah. Oh, i love those periods i never expected that to happen yeah but there's been moments where i've almost cried during our interviews because i'm like dude i feel close i feel super close that's something that's so important to me and i know that's silly but best the best i think feelings. it's great yeah i think it's great i i don't know that i've ever had that experience because yeah. I am so, uh, I don't know if nervous is the right word, but like I'm just so hyper-focused on right. making sure that they're having the right experience Yeah, uh, and making sure that we're, you know, there's so many times when I'm asking a question of a guest where I'm like, I really hope this is not a dumb question. Right. Like, I really, not only do I not, not only do I not want to ask them the same question they've been asked a million times, yeah. I don't want to step out into a space where you're just like, that was a dumb question. Are you serious, uh, guys? Yeah. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, I, I just don't, I don't ever want to have that experience. So I think uh, uh, as much as I, I, I experience that once I listen to the show, but when oh, okay. I'm in the show, I'm just very... I'm very concerned about our guests' experience with Bob's Bantha's. I want to make sure that we show up in a professional way, in a warm way, in a welcoming way, but also an educated way. Uh, and so I just, I always have that in my mind. Yeah. So I just feel like I'm, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not in that place because I'm more concerned about making sure that doesn't happen often. Ex- but when it happy. happens, it, it is worth everything that you and I have put into the yeah. show to have three seconds where I feel that the the time between 1960 whatever yeah. and 2021 isn't really that much. Oh my Something, gosh, I love it. Well, that reminds me well, one thing uh, a Bob Yeh for me that is yeah. uh, never made it into the show, uh, but one that I just reflect on and smile was when we were calling up Rolly for the first time, Rolly yeah. Marie for the first time, and you go, you have Rolly Crump's home phone number I in know. your phone. And you're like, is this what it feels like to call Rolly Crump? Yeah. And I said, I don't know, I guess so, because I'm doing it right now. <laughs> yeah. And I remember just feeling, I at that moment, I felt like this show has become something very special. Yeah. Uh, if the show never goes anywhere else, yeah. you and I have had this very unique, personal, yeah. intimate experience of being able to talk to somebody who is directly connected to Walt, yeah. who is willing to spend time with us. Yeah. 
The other thing, I'll give you one of my other big Bobby is I don't know if this is true, but I don't know if we would have started a podcast class if we had not done this. No way. No way we would have. And that has been today we got in class, we got to the the students got to uh, show us their work for the first time. Yeah. They recorded and they've edited and they put music and stuff like that. And so we've been teaching for whatever. It's been nine, ten weeks. Uh, and we got to hear for the first time their work. Yeah. And it was like it was humbling about how good it was. Yeah. Uh, it was just it was a really neat experience. And I think that's birthed from this show. Yeah. In some way. And so that's a huge Bobby A for me. I love that's teaching. It's a, a great Bobby A. Love teaching with you. And I love getting to hear other people make stuff. It's yeah. rad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my last uh, Bab Yay would probably be, uh, again, another personal thing that uh, hasn't wouldn't make it into the show, but the email that you sent me right before you released the first episode. Oh, yeah? Was just a, a really kind and sweet huh. uh, email that basically said, like, we're going to, we're going to put this out into the world. Wow, I don't remember sending And us. we're going to get a response. And I don't know what that response is, but we've got something here and just hold on for the ride and we're going to see where this goes. Oh, wow. I don't and remember saying that. It was that. just very affirming, very kind, very oh. sweet. And I remember just, you know, uh, both of us talking about what the experience was like. Yeah. And I think for the first time, uh, you know, I may have uh, in my response, I think uh, I use the phrase creative partnership with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and just, again, this feeling like we're jumping off this cliff together. It may not lead anywhere. Sure. And I remember saying, look, if nobody listens to this other than your family and my family and maybe somebody else, like that will be a success to me. Yeah. And then just to look back on the past year and just see the number of people that have been so supportive, so affirming, uh, just given us such great feedback. Yeah. And to know that strangers, lots of strangers, listen to our show and and look forward to it every yeah. week is way beyond any hopes or dreams I had for for bobsleds. But again, it sort of all started with that email that you sent me that said like, this is going to be our step into something different. Yeah. And uh, and but but join me in this, and we're going to have a fun ride yeah. together. And I've, ne- I've never I've never talked to anybody contrary to that yet. That's been like I don't know. You guys, it would be an okay show. You guys' chemistry is way off. <laughs> I've not had that experience. Uh, and the other thing, like I think about that, that I think is different for anybody listening to this. Like some of the thing that some of the not thinking before I do stuff yeah. is just like I love. There's, there would be no greater honor for me than to fail in this category, to fail in the category of talking about theme parks, about Walt, about Disneyland, about growing up, about California, about the 80s. Yeah. Dude, there's no greater honor for me than to fail in that. To be successful in it, dream come true. But yeah. I, I don't mind failing it because it's the only thing I care about, you know? <laughs> so it's just like an honor. If we put this out there and people are like, that's terrible. I'm like, I'm glad to have committed at something least, terrible. At least I talked about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, at least I, I tried. I, made the, I love this so much. I don't care, man. I, I made the joke last week where I was like, listen, I can only talk about two things, COVID and Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to pick one of those things to talk yeah. about. I don't know. I'm feeling Star Wars today. Yeah. I feel like I've heard a lot right. about COVID. <laughs> so it is like, uh, it's, it's just so gratifying to, again, to have like sit down That's and have funny. a conversation with you every week yeah. and, uh, and, and have it be, feel fun and exciting and yeah. silly. And uh, it just, I, I feel more myself uh, behind this mic with you than I do in my regular job. Yeah. I just do. Right, yeah, I no, just do. Uh, agreed. You got questions? Or you I do. To keep going? All right, you, um, hit you hit it for a little while. But uh, I have a question. Yeah. What should Bobsleds and Banthas have been named? We talked a little bit about, I think, on our Instagram lives, like the, I, the ideas that we had. Yeah. But if you, do you think Bobsleds and Banthas should have been named something else, or do you think that it's the appropriate name? Um, I mean, so I have 
two answers. I'll tell you what I think I, an appropriate name could have been for it. And it's yeah. a phrase you and I've been talking a lot about. And that's we could have called it nostalgia therapy. Yeah. Right. And maybe widened a little bit. Talked about the 80s. Talked about cartoons. Yeah. Talked about malls and talked about Disneyland. That's and our Star spinoff Wars. show. Yeah. Nostalgia therapy. Nostalgia therapy. Yeah. yeah the, the idea of, of, of getting in touch with who you were, who you are and, and who you'll be. Like yeah. that, that, those are some really important topics for us. So I like that. But, I, you know, you keep t- telling me new things about our title. Like I just realized <laughs> last week that they're both modes of transportation. Yeah. So I think weirdly, I think it worked out all right. It's a Star Wars and Disneyland podcast. They both start with B. They're both modes of transportation. They're both unique to the universe we're talking about. Right. Uh, and so I like I like that bobsleds are only available in Disneyland. Yeah. And so I don't know. I I I think it's a great title. I do too. Uh, I just wondered if you yeah. if you you know if there was something else. Sometimes I wonder whether or not Bob says and Banthas pins us too much into the Disneyland and Star Wars camp. Yeah. You know because we we like to go outside of it occasionally. Obviously, we just had a month yeah. where we devoted to Marvel. Yeah, Bob sleds, um, Banthas, and bit frost or something. Bit frost, <laughs> bifrost, bifrost, the bifrost. Yeah, What's a we bit just talk about Thor. We just yeah. talk about Thor, and that's it. Uh, the bit frost, I think, is uh, I don't know. It's, it's like an eight bit version. It was like a retro re release yeah, of, of the bifrost. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love Bob's and Banthas. I think it's. Uh, uh, I think it's a great title, uh, and again, I like the fact that it roots us to Disneyland, yeah. and I like that it roots us from the the, uh, the old Disneyland to the new Disneyland, and the Disneyland Star Wars thing. Uh, I just I just always wonder, um, like when when I think about where bobsleds could go, yeah, I'm like, does that make sense with bobsleds and banthas? But my hope is is by the time bobsleds and banthas goes there, if we were to you know, do mission creep or whatever, that wherever it goes, it feels seamless. It feels like, oh, well, that makes sense because that's what the that's what the Bantha boys do. They talk about these things. Yeah, that's uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride in Sequel Kingdom. It's that's right. Guardians of the Galaxy mission creep. A mission creep. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was bit frost. Oh, yeah, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got another one? I like it. Oh, yeah. Let me let me look it up. Let me see what's next on the old list here. Tell me about this. Uh, having a Disneyland and Star Wars podcast how has that impacted your fandom for better or for worse how does it change your behaviors as a star wars and disneyland fan uh how you watch things what you think when you're watching them tell me about that that's a good question uh i I think it's deepened it as a whole i don't know if it's deepened star wars as much like i i've always loved star wars it's certainly deepened my love of disneyland specifically Mm. it's made me want to go deeper into the history of it to understand the key players in it um I, i i think uh you know i Disneyland has always been a cherished place for me, but yeah. as you know, like I'm a Disney World guy as well. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, and so a lot of my touchstones, I have to find myself pulling myself away from Florida in Your order touchstones. to touchstones. Uh, yeah, yes, my touch, my touchstone. Yeah, which one is it? What's the name of the the movie company? Is it Touchstone? It's Touchstone. Is it Touchstone? Yeah, we've, we've argued about this before. Oh my gosh. Anyways, uh, the my frames of reference. That's yeah. a, that's a phrase. Frames, yeah. My frames of reference, uh, sometimes I have to pull back from Florida because I know those so clearly. Right, yeah. And I have to put myself in the mindset of Disneyland. Uh, but I think we said this on the Earful Runner podcast where it's like, uh, one of the reasons why we chose Disneyland as a focus of a podcast is because of the deep Disney history that's there. I mean, yeah. so much of what we love about the magic of Disney originated from this area it originated from Southern California and it ended up originating in 1955 yeah. at the opening of Disneyland and so uh, to be rooted in that is both exciting 
uh, and there's just there's like no end to the learning that you can do yeah. when you get into that. So it's it's really drawn me closer to Disneyland, the Disney company as a whole, but it drawn me closer to Disneyland with different levels of appreciation that I really can't wait to experience yeah. when I get back in the parks. I think it is amazing to me because the Disneyland is it is all the things you mentioned. It's the original. It's it's connected to the time and to Walt in a way that the other parks aren't. But there's just also this thing that's unique to maybe me, but not our listeners. A lot of our listeners have this experience of being from Reading or Sacramento yeah. or Davis or somewhere somewhere you know the San Francisco and driving that eight seven and a half hour nine and a half hour drive across I five or ninety nine yeah. if you were really you know old now and young then yeah uh, and just being uh, being in the car and having it be dark and just hoping to be there thinking about what yeah. that's going to like and, and having that and I think it's it's amazing and odd to think that on that freeway on I five we all passed each other like at that age sure, and now right. we're all listening to this podcast of us talking and it's just those are people I want to connect with for a selfish reason of just yeah. like yeah, remember yeah. when we did that drive over the summer and it was like hot and then it got cool and the sun went down and then yeah. you're like aren't we almost there I see Magic Mountain it's like I mean we're kind of almost there but we also kind of have three hours <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know? totally depends on what the traffic totally is going totally depends on what's about to happen yeah, we're yeah. going to pass Dodger Stadium and <laughs> it could go any direction <laughs> right. I don't know yeah it's a crapshoot so I just I love uh, I have such a, a heart for that time of my life and love all of the just I love the, the, the idea of those communities, of those families, of those kids driving yeah. down to Disneyland from uh, down I five and knowing those stops and getting so antsy and being like, is the is the boring part over? And just I I just like it that that is sort of a metaphor for life in some degree that I five trip. Yeah, and and I have. Uh, again, a similar experience with my ex- experience with I seventy five going down to Disney World, and and uh, and so my. Or as I call it, the five. Because if you're in yeah. Cal, I'm surprised you call it I five. By the way, yeah. In California, you call it the five. It's a that's a. a Have you forced yourself to call it I five? No, that is a more Southern California colloquialism. Mm, is that right? Yeah, Northern California is picking it up, and it's starting to it's starting to come up here. But it, that is a Southern California oh. thing. I think because of the numbers of freeways yeah, that maybe. are down there and how they talk, it has made its way up here. My, I just that. It just rolls off the tongue for me. If you want to go true, true, true North, North County, we still called it uh, Interstate 80, I-5, and yeah. then that the 5, the 80. Uh, is there is a more, it, it's more starting to come up. Gotcha. Yeah, it's starting to come up now. So I, I haven't had that experience. I'm part of the reason why I haven't had that experience is because having lived in Sacramento, I haven't made a whole lot of trips right. to Disneyland. Uh, my The majority of my trips to Disneyland were either when I was growing up or when I was living in SoCal. And so, uh, you know, I haven't had that shared experience, but I have had a experience similar to it driving up and down I-75, uh, you know, when I was growing up and, and when I was working at the parks, cause yeah. I would go back and visit my family up in Michigan and I would just make that trip by myself. And, uh, yeah. do you think, uh, we kind of talked about this already, so if we, we can skip onto another question, but, uh, do, do you think that somebody should start a Disneyland podcast? Do you think that there's more, somebody out there is listening no. and thinking, I love Disneyland. We're done. I love, <laughs> I love Disney. I love Marvel. I love Star Wars. I like listening to Bob Sleds. Maybe I should do something. Maybe I should write a book. Maybe I should, I don't know what should, what would you, how would you encourage our listeners to be content creators themselves? Is there room? Is it worth it? What do, what, what do you think? Uh, I was about to get into like professor mode. Oh, okay. I, I was about to get into professor mode. I mean, yeah, absolutely. If somebody, if, if you have something to say about the stuff that we're talking about, if you have a love for it that you can articulate and formulate into a podcast, uh, you know, whether it is a weekly podcast or whether it is intended to be a short-lived podcast. Like, I'm going to do five episodes. I'm going to talk about everything I love about Disney. Like, absolutely, you should do that. More voices that talk about these things, that share these things, that can promote each other. Like, those are all good things. I just think it's important that when you do, uh, when anybody does a show, that they have to have, that they know what they want to say 
and they know why somebody should be listening to yeah. it. Uh, but that's only if you want somebody to listen to it. If right. you don't care, if you don't care if anybody listens to it, record whatever you want, put it out there, and then somebody might listen to it. If if you feel confident that all, you just want to get something off your chest and maybe people hear it and maybe they don't, then you don't have to worry about whether or not somebody should be listening to what you have to say. Right on. What do you think? I think that, you know, I think if somebody feels that they have to communicate about Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, nostalgia, stuff like that, I think I am, I want more of that. I need that. Chances are you have a perspective on a memory that I don't have, and you sharing that perspective with me will help complete my memory. Yeah. So I want that. Or a similar memory where you go, it unlocks that nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I remember that. that. That's what I want. Yeah. So so I think if if you have that, I want that. I want you to do those things. When it comes down to a podcast, I think that, um, it's a there's lots of mediums there's there's writing yeah. there's art there's video there's podcasting for whatever reason i am the most comfortable behind a mic i am almost yeah. more comfortable in this than i am out in my in your I real job. Yeah, yeah i would almost just yeah. rather always have a mic on me i Same feel here. more comfortable yeah uh I, I i like when i'm sort of taking what i'm saying both as a performance as a parody and as absolutely i'm being serious yeah it's right. a blend of all three you figure out which i'm currently doing yep um so i'd say you know find the thing that is easy for you to do find find the medium that it that feels like that like it's not something where you're fighting the medium to get that thought out. Yeah, where out. it feels natural feels for you, natural. Right? Like, yeah. if I'm going to talk about this, you know what I really like doing? I just, I like running, and when I'm out running or I'm out walking is when it just comes out. And maybe that's a terrible podcast. Maybe that's a great time to write or just narrate into your phone or whatever. But whatever it feels like, this is where I naturally communicate those memories that I personally want, Scott Storm personally wants. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a podcast. It could be anything. Yeah, right. Try a bunch of different mediums until you feel like this is just where what I call flows. I tell my kids and stuff, find where that flow is coming from yeah. uh, and it's funny because people have different flows like Kennedy will just do these long animations and I'll be like why don't you just want to make those shorter you know what get rid of the animation part and just talk and she's like that's not in that not, context that's, that's not her flow with, yeah right. yeah I feel like I mean if you've got something on your heart you just you need to figure out how to release that how to get it out uh, and it's get it out in a way that feels right to you yeah uh, okay I got a I got a goofy All right. uh, goofy question Ask for you what is the fa- what is your favorite song that we've made up we have oh, lots of songs question. in this show and I can't tell you the number of times my kids have said like you guys should put an album together and I know. say nobody wants to listen to that yeah uh, which you would probably disagree with but I what is the what is the favorite song that uh, that we have made up yeah there's like the the, the most you know often heard song um, which also, is which is cookie time cookie right? time is probably yeah. the one that's most often heard um, so I don't know I'm gonna I won't give you a song because I like them all but I'll give you a thing about a song that I like okay uh, we we organically developed the yodel news intro bit which yeah. I like that was fine and yeah. then it kind of grew a little bit uh, and then if you listen to the yodel news bit we go like oh at the end of it right that, yes. that, that had nothing to do I don't think with the news or anything it was no. just a part of the podcast yeah. but the voices to me sound there those are your and I's voices that right. are saying that right they just sounded so cartoony and like mountain climbery like yeah, like, totally. like they, they sound like like just things you would see in like a Chuck E. Cheese produced Saturday morning special <laughs> on mountain climbery yeah. there's like oh and I just I put them at the end there I think accidentally even maybe oh is that right yeah and I was like that sounds dope I really like that and for whatever reason I just I feel like that's the most pro voiceover I've ever done I love <laughs> that, that intro little, oh. yeah I love that intro and just 
again, the first time I heard it, I just cracked up because it's like I thought it was. I thought that was just something that you put in for that one episode. Yeah, not knowing that that became that became the the bumper for right. the news. Where yeah. it was like it's time for news, yeah. right? Like and the, oh, oh, like I just <laughs> it, now it's one of those things that I just I love listening to. Like the same thing like with our our theme song. The the one the song that I like the least. I'll tell you the song. I oh like yeah, the least. Please. Was our uh, riff on Spin Doctors Two Princes? Oh yeah, it's it's like an intro that goes on for what feels like twenty five minutes. <laughs> oh no, it's probably great. <laughs> and I like uh, the Seuss Level Six song. Seuss Level Six good. is great. Too. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Our death metal's uh, Doctor Seuss inspired uh, or Doctor Seuss inspired death metal yeah. band. What's one thing you would change about yourself uh, in relation to your your podcasting and your podcast personality? Who you are when you podcast? What's something if you have yet changed something about yourself? What would you change? Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to answer this question. Yeah. I know how it's going to sound. Okay. Because I'm going to answer, I'm going to answer too pretty. I sound, I just sound too pretty. You're just a perfectionist. You have just such a high work ethic. (laughs) This is what I was going to say is it's going to sound like when you say what, like what's a bad thing about you and your job and you're like, I just work too hard. That's the problem. I just work too hard. (laughs) You know know how some people just always get it right. I'm like one of those always get it right people. I just can't help myself by getting it right all the time. And just once in a while, I'd like to, I'd like to know what it felt like. So that's probably what I would change. I but so I know it's, it. it's going to sound that way. Okay, but I mean this in a self-critical way. Yeah. If I could change something about my podcast personality, I think I would. I I, I wish I wasn't so concerned that every show was a hit. You oh, know okay. what I'm saying? Like I like I I do feel concerned again. If people are going to spend an hour and a half with us, let's give them a reason to spend an hour and a half with us. Right. And there's a part of me that wishes I could just go like, I don't care what we talk about. It doesn't matter what we talk about. We're just like a, you know, freewheel it for an hour and a half. And if something comes out that's good, that's great. And if nothing comes out of it, it's okay because that's content. Even when we do shows like this where it's just you and I talking, right. I am concerned about it getting boring to people. Yeah. And like, I don't want to have a boring, I don't ever want to have a boring show. Right. And I'm concerned that sometimes, I, I'm concerned when I feel like it may be, it turn into a boring show. Gotcha. I know that sounds like I, I, does that sound like I'm a perfectionist? Like uh, like you, you you know, you wish you, you wish you could relax and I wish I could relax a little bit. Let art be art without a direct qualification of that art. And you can. Definitely. I prefer that. You appreciate art for art's sake. Yeah. And I appreciate art for what it means to someone. Yeah. And uh, I think sometimes I'm too concerned about what this show means to someone. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very concerned with what it means to me. And so half the time, if I, sometimes I'm like, I don't don't even really care for recording right now. This is time well spent for me. Well, I would agree with that. I'm a better, (laughs) I'm a better person, uh, for having thought these thoughts and, and connected with these parts of my life. And, um, and then I'm also like, I, you, you're so good at this. This is what the weirdest, that, that's one of the weirdest things about podcasting with you. I've not ever, I've not, you're just very driven and kind of organized. And you, you, you ask like, well, why can't we do that? Like, why can't we do that? And I'm like, I don't know. It's not like a lot of effort. <laughs> I don't want to call anybody. Like, I, don't, I can't even post on Instagram. And I just, I don't have that type of personality where I'm like, no, I, I painted the painting. Like, do you want anybody to see it? It's really good. And I'm no, like, no, I just nah, painted it. Not really. You just need to be painted. Yeah, exactly. I'm much more that way of just like, I had the conversation. I don't know why we need to release this or, or I don't care if people are bored. Like I had fun. And it's not that I don't care. It's not why I'm doing it. And I just, so I, I admire that so much yeah. in you. Like I really do. I admire that you just go like, yeah, but I'm not doing this for anybody else. I'm doing this for me. Yeah. And this is, this is my nostalgia therapy. This yeah. is what I'm doing every week. And I get to do it with a friend of mine. Like I really admire it. I wish I was less uptight in that way. 
Uh, but I talk to some really neat people because you're not that way. So I'm well, kind of thankful for the other side. That's what I'm saying. Is like I think there's I think there's a good balance between yeah. us. Like your relatively unstructured nature meets my overstructured nature yeah. uh, in a way that I think creates like a a show that allows us to have really interesting conversations with really interesting people and then sing the quesadilla song. Right. Exactly. You know that's yeah. Of thing. Totally. Yeah. You can't eat a quesadilla. There's no quesadilla song. You can't eat a quesadilla. There's no quesadilla song. Quesadilla. What do you have there in that case? Quesadilla. It's the. Why do you not have a second verse of the song? Let me tell you about a renegade zone through the West. Do you know what rhymes with Dia? Let me tell you about a renegade zone through the West. This girl I knew her name was Mia. Quesadilla. Said, can I have some quesadilla? Yes, you can, but it's not free. Uh. Yeah. Like there's gonna, yeah. You know that type of thing. Are you giving me audio suggestions? Yeah. Can you compose something? Okay, I'll work on it. I got a question for you. Okay. Might be my last question for you. Okay. What show, in your opinion? Wait, did you answer the question about? Oh no, you didn't answer the question about uh, something in your podcast personality that you would want to change. Well, I was sort of hoping you would forget that I didn't. No, no, no. Now I'm interested. Now I'm interested. Uh, it's a good. It's a really good question. Yeah, no, it's not when you have to be the one that answers it. I, feel, I wish I wasn't so personable. Yeah, <laughs> I wish the charm would just like take a vacation, like take a half a day. I wish, I wish my people, charm would take I wish half a day. People would judge me on my merit, and not just how charming I am. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when I when I've podcasted before, I had a different show. <laughs> Love. Um, I think I cared. How even. many episodes you do, by the way? Just out of curiosity. I think fifty. Have we beat it yet? Fifty-three, fifty-eight. I think. I think. Okay, so when we're in the sixties, we've beat it for sure. For okay, sure. good. Yeah. All right, that's all I want to do. We stop at sixty-two. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I, I have noticed that I, I don't know what it what it was, but um, I even cared less back then. And and uh, Jason, who many other people listening to this know, is a dear friend and remains a dear friend, and is an amazing podcaster yeah. and content creator. I uh, does the Suburban Pilgrims uh, YouTube channel. Yep. Uh, just a funny, funny guy. Kind guy. Just a kind yeah, guy, too. Yeah, just a kind guy. Uh, he cares even less than I do. And back then, I cared even less than I do now. <laughs> uh, and so there was just this, there was just this uh, quick, just quick freedom of thought that I, I wasn't really aware of the, the cultural tensions in the world. And I didn't really, you know, I was pretty, you know, I was freelancing or I couldn't really get fired from anywhere. Yeah. And like, there was just you say whatever of, you wanted to yeah, say. I just didn't really think about it. I yeah. just thought like, yeah, if I want to call somebody on the East coast and ask them how their, you know, their restaurants doing, I'm going to do that. I just don't even care. Uh-huh. And, uh, and now, you know, you and I have families and we have kids and what I say and how we treat each other in the show, it impacts way more people than yeah. just me. P- people that I work with listen to this. So I'm just, as you and I are riffing, I'm constant. There's like eight other errands in my head that are <laughs> that are slowing me down. Yeah, and sometimes uh, I think age is getting to me, and my mind's just getting slower. Sometimes I think as you get older, you just get more of versions of yourself in your head. Yeah, they're like, "Are you sure you want to say that? <laughs> Are you sure you want to say that?" And sometimes I find myself, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm talking to these other errands and trying to keep up with you in real time, and trying to be as funny as I was when I was. 30 years old and I'm just not I'm just not as funny oh, man. anymore I, I don't know I think you're hysterical I oh, think well, the challenge is, is that we record the show after a full work day that's true and often after we have taught for an hour and a half like there's just not a lot left in the tank right uh, and and I know you know again a compliment to you is people, people say like man you guys have so much energy when you're right. doing your show 
uh, I don't think they realize like how much we are on fumes by the yeah, time we yeah. were done, you know, uh, doing the show. So I, yeah, I miss if that. You, if you were funnier then I than was. you are now, yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to take it. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to take it. I miss, I miss that sort of freedom. The world seems like a very serious place uh, right now, and yeah. I, I do have. I think a fault of just assuming like, dude, we're all friends, right? You know, I don't mean any of this stuff. I'm just talking, having fun, riffing, and and I, I'm not really thinking. And and I don't know that the world is that way anymore. And I want to be a good citizen yeah. of the world, so yeah. I'm conscious of the things that we say and joke about and uh, stuff. And I've said things to you, or I was like, that was funny, and you're like, you're not putting that in a show. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess that bit about Jessica Rabbit was completely inappropriate. <laughs> well, we both had those moments, right, where it's like after we get done doing the show, we're like, that was a great show, and then like uh, reality sets yeah. in, right? And you're you're like uh, one of us texts the other person goes we can't put that part in. Yeah, we yeah. can't put that in a show like yeah. we, we gotta think about our audience we yeah can't, we exactly can't and our employers and our kids and our, employers and our, wives and our kids and all that stuff who wouldn't you say that uh the greatest uh arbiter of content our standards and practices for uh for our show for me is our kids yeah i think so i think yeah. uh i think uh, i think about my employees that you know that listen to i i, I uh I take the effect of my job seriously. Yeah. If I don't take my job seriously, I definitely like, I love art. I love art direction. I love being part of the storytelling process. And so I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do anything to betray that. Um, but mostly I'm pretty honest. Like what, yeah. you, what you see is what you get. All right. My last question for you is what show do we have to do this year? What show do we have to do? I ask you because I know that you're like, I don't care. We do whatever show. But I feel like there's something in you that says, like, I really want to accomplish this show in this year. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if you'll like this answer or not. Or It does count, so I don't care what you say. Whether or not that counts. Uh, the show I want to accomplish is I want to record, I want to record live with other podcasters from a hotel convention room oh in Anaheim. Gosh. Yes. That's the show I want. I want, we like theme parks there. I want- Disney here, who, Assembled there. Yeah, I want those runner. guys there. Yeah. Uh, we'll figure out how to make that work, but I just, yeah. I want us all to be there, and I want- Jim Hill comes and joins us. Yeah, I just, I want that live show. I want the yeah, live show. I do um, too. That's, that's, that is to me- I love the guests, and you and I were having a conversation of like who would who would our dream guests be before we started recording day because we were talking about podcasting when we weren't podcasting, right. teaching a podcasting class because we, we live in Podville again where we talk about COVID yeah. or uh, podcasting really. exactly. Yeah. Um, but that that is for me that is the highest level of satisfaction I get. Uh, oh, I, I love, love being that. on stage. I love interacting with people in real time, and I really miss that. And I would love to do it. I think live show with some of our pod friends would yeah. just be absolutely wonderful. Well, I, yeah. I would love that. I feel like the show that we have to do this year, it just feels like, Ooh. it feels like I'm so nervous right Tony's now. coming our way this year. It feels oh, like Tony, uh, Tony Baxter's, Baxter. Tony Baxter's yeah, coming our way Yeah, that would be, that would be the most exciting thing to you? Uh, I, well, yes, I it would be, yes. absolutely. You talk about it all the time. It would absolutely be one of the most exciting things for me, but I also feel like that is something that we can do this year. Yeah. Uh, and so, but, but not just talking to, not just talking to Tony, like I, I don't want it to be just another interview with him that he's done before. I want it to be something special. I want it to be something that is not just talking about his work, but talking about the relationships he's had with others in his work. Yeah. Like why does your name come up? Right. All the time. Like you, you are revered. Yeah. Right? They, they, and, they become synonymous with open doors, encouragement, yes. brilliant artistic in- insight. Like your name is almost as honest as that. I've heard it so many times. So many times. So many different interviews. And how? And just how do you have that energy? How do you, where did that come What's from? What's it like to become an adjective? Yeah. Oh, that was right. really Tony Baxter. Yeah. 
That's cool. Uh, so, so I just I, I would love nothing more than to record uh, yeah. a, a sit down with him. Truly a sit down too. I mean, that you know, again, what's show that we have to do? I would love to be able to sit with some of these people across the table, yeah. and just have conversations with them about who they are, what their lives are, how they've touched other people's lives, and. Um, just how their work inspires others. Uh, and I think, again, we often joke, Tony Baxter's the patron saint of this, living patron saint of this show. Yeah. Uh, and I think to be able to sit down and talk with him would be just a real treat and something that I absolutely want to accomplish this year. Right on. Well, thanks for uh, letting us be a little self-indulgent on this episode. Uh, we've just had so much fun recording this show over the yeah. past year. Uh, and it's fun to, you know, for as, for as much as Aaron and I are together, there is a lot of time that we spend where we're not able to just decompress with each other. Mm-hmm. We're often just doing work with each other or teaching the class or doing the podcast. So to actually sitting just in meetings or sitting in meetings, sitting mm-hmm. in zoom meetings. Uh, and so just the opportunity to just sit and have just a conversation one-on-one is a huge treat for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so thanks so much for, uh, for listening to us do that. Uh, thank you so much for all of your support over the past year. This has been Bob's and Bantha's. Uh, we love making the show and we sure hope you love listening to it. We release every week on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, Amazon, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, we are sure to be there. Please be sure to follow us, uh, on Apple podcasts. We would love it. If you left us a review there, a very kind review over there. Um, you can do it right in the app right now. We would love to know what you think of the show and believe it or not, it really does help other people find out about it. Uh, We would love to thank uh, a listener for leaving us a very, very uh, kind review over on Apple Podcasts. Right on. I get it. Is that it? I get it. Don't worry. Five stars. Yeah, I get it. I get what they're trying to do. I get the podcast. I'm I'm okay with it. (laughs) We'd love to thank Curtis, uh, Curtis Forty, who left us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. He says, six stars, not five. Wow. Scott and Aaron have great chemistry, and this is one of those instances in a crowded field where their alchemy distinguishes this as one of the most entertaining and informative podcasts in the genre. Red meat for middle-aged Disney geeks. Yeah. You will smile and feel happier for listening. Curtis, thank you so much for that yeah, incredibly thanks. kind review. Six stars does not factor into the algorithm, unfortunately, but we right. appreciate it. You try to leave six. <laughs> I say give it a shot. Well, I mean... the. Well, I was going to say, the way you do it is you leave one five-star and then one one-star, do but don't nope, do that. Don't do Please that. do not do that. Just the nope. one five-star with, with the well wishes. Just see how far it goes up. Yeah. Just see, just see how far it goes up. Well wishes are good. Thanks for listening. Uh, thank you, Curtis. Thanks for listening, and thanks for leaving us a review. We would love it. Again, if you leave us a review on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, it really, really helps out the show. You can visit us at bobsandbanthas.com. You can always email us, podcast at bobsandbanthas.com. If you would like to do a collaboration with us, or you have an idea for a show, we would love to hear it. You should send us an email. You yeah. should do it. Uh, you can support us over at Patreon, where Bob says and Banthas. You can wear us over at Tee Public, And really, we would love it if you joined us over on Instagram with the other Bantheteers yeah. for all the fun that we have. We're at Bob says and Banthas. Uh, until next week, boy, howdy. It has been a great year, and, uh, and yeah. it's going to be a great year coming up. We are howdy psyched. Boy, We've got say. some, I can't talk about the things that we have in the hopper, but like we have some really cool stuff that is happening. We have so much stuff that my, my kids and my family get confused as to what I'm doing on Wednesday nights. And, and so it's gone from like, are you podcasting with Scott? That's become an obvious yeah. yes to yeah. like, are you guys in the state this week? <laughs> like, where are you? What are you guys are geographically you, are you here in LA? Are, I don't know where you're at. And I'm like, we're going to be everywhere pretty I'm like, soon. Call Scott. I don't have any idea. <laughs> I don't know. He just tells me he where tells I me go. where to be. And I generally show up beforehand. And you do. You do a pretty yeah. good job. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, until next week, he's been Aaron. 
Boy, howdy. And I've been Scott. Howdy, boy. <laughs> and we've been Bob's and Bantas. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day. This Saturday night. Telling me at 25, you never did something that you regret now, and I go right, and people oh, yelled at me time. when I did, yeah, exactly. and so now I'm just flipping the script. I'm just at the I'm now end. in the position of power. Yeah. I'm in the position. My of time up there, it's their time. Down here, down here, it's my. Down time. here, it's our time. It all ends if we go up Troy's bucket. Mm-hmm. That's what I said to her. <laughs> you never go and up she Troy's was, bucket. And she was like, "I know exactly what you're <laughs> oh, talking man, about." Oh man, this kid, uh, this kid, I knew he had that bumper sticker on his truck. You never go up Troy's bucket. <laughs> yeah, no. Is that what it said? It's actually, that's the premier ride at the Goonies theme park. It's called Troy's Bucket. Up Troy's Bucket. You never go up Troy's Bucket. You never do. You're all of it ends as soon as yep, you go up Troy's does. Bucket. It does, yeah. Down here, it's our time. Up there, up there, it's Troy's time. Now there are more new rides for more fun. In electro-synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.